Hello, Nomads, and welcome to episode... No. Episode 20. Made it to 20. Oh, I almost threw myself off there. That's right. Congratulations, guys. Woo! Woo! Yeah, Eric, what's going on, buddy? Just had a birthday. <laughs> That's right. Eric just had a birthday. Uh, right. Happy birthday. The, the big 2-7. Uh, I'm an old man now. Yeah, you're the baby of the show. Um, and then the other guy that's with us is Dave. What's up, Dave? Hello, hello. What a terrible night to have a curse. Ooh, nice. Well there's very few. There's yep. a full to, little, little to pull from for Castlevania quotes, but that's a classic. And how, I mean, how crazy is this? We The last episode we did, we were talking about how m- movies that are based on video game properties are mostly really bad. And we talked about some TV shows and kind of flipped it around, video games that are based on movies and all that stuff. But uh, here we are talking about Castlevania, which is a video game franchise that started in, oh, what, eight, late 80s, early 90s? 80, 85-ish, yep, very I want to say. Early NES days. Is it really that old? Oh, my yep. God. Oh, that's, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, great, great game, huge fan base and all stuff, and it's been kind of around. But well, maybe the games haven't been that popular these days. But it came back as a uh, anime kind of style uh, series on Netflix uh, back in 2017 called Castlevania. There's what four seasons, and we just watched the first two, and it is, I think we all agree, it's great, right? It's awesome. It's good. Yeah, so man, we and but we haven't seen it yet or hadn't seen it yet for the last episode. So here we are kind of going right into this. It wasn't really planned, but I'm 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 glad that we're doing it this way. So, I don't know. I don't know who picked this series to watch, but it was fantastic. I had a I had a great time with it. Yeah, I think we were all kind of wanting, you know, this was something we just hadn't gotten around to yet and we've all been wanting to watch it. So, it's kind of a good excuse for us to start it up for the show. Fill in those holes. Oh, yeah. Yep, filling those holes. That's what we do around here. Uh, before we get into other things, Eric, do you want to plug our social if people want to get a hold of us? Sure. Um, you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can watch us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Nomads of Fantasy. Um, speaking of Twitch, I'm planning on doing a little Twitch stream. By the time anyone listens to this, it'll have already happened, but you can watch the archive up on Twitch. Um, but I'm planning on doing some Symphony of the Night because I have a confession to make. I have never played a Castlevania game. That's crazy. That's tough. Yep. That is tough. I, I got a couple in on Twitch this week since we were getting into them this week. So I figured I'd kind of warm it up a little bit, get it fresh in the memory. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're all good games. Well, they're most there's some good games in there, but they're not all great. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to play my first Castlevania game. Like I've had experience with the franchise, just like watching it. And I know enough about it, um, to, uh, get, you know, get some of the references in the show, but, uh, yeah. So I'm excited for that. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Thanks for plugging the social, uh, real quick. What have you guys been doing between, you know, the last episode and now let's go with Dave. What have you been up to? Uh, like I said, I was I played through Castlevania one and three this week on stream for a bit. Uh, I think it was the first time I might have actually beat one. It's nice because the the Castlevania collection on uh, Xbox has save states, and these games are kind of the old, especially the old ones, are tough if you're not 
you're not kind of safe scumming a little bit, I guess, because, uh, I mean, when you get into, you know, Symphony of the Night of the stuff, they have actual save points where you can go to. You're not getting kicked back to the end of the level because some dirty skeleton knocks you off the edge of a cliff or something like that. So, uh, they're really like Simon's Quest, Castlevania 2, like they try to change it into an RPG. There's a lot of cryptic and shit. I've never in actually, there. like, just stuff yeah, you could not I've never find actually out played through without it. a fucking guide these days. Yeah. And I was reading some of the guide, and like, the townspeople, like, straight up just lie to you at some yeah, point. So, crazy. stuff that they're telling you is completely false. And I'm like, well, dude, that makes the game even tougher. But it doesn't, that one doesn't seem like it takes terribly long, but. It's funny because one was, you know, straight up side scroller whipping shit, boss fights at the end of levels, that kind of stuff. Two, they went, you know, hard right turn. They tried to make it RPG. You're going around collecting things and buying whips from townspeople. And it has a feel of like a Legend of Zelda to Legend or Adventures of Link kind of where they like completely change things up. And then when you go to Castlevania three, it gets it goes like right back to the same exact like same ui same layouts you end up going back to dracula's castle at this you know same point like you hit that you hit late in three you hit the first level from one and it plays like the same music you know when you're entering the castle and it gets it's not the same level exactly but it's it's got that same feel to it you know you whip a boss at the end of the level it drops some orb you pick it up you get all your hit points back and you go on to the next level so castlevania 3 is the one that this show is actually based on because you play as trevor and then cast trevor belmont in castlevania 3 um how uh, closely does the uh story match up with the game from the show that close no it's not terribly close i would say um there's like a little scroll at the beginning, and that's kind of all you get as part of the story. So I wouldn't. Say yeah. That it's... What do you think the story would have been on three? Kill Dracula and don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Very loosely based. I know like Sifa's in there and everything from the show, and like the whole conceit is to kill Dracula. So I think I thought Sifa's a a dude in the in the oh, game. Really? I could be wrong on that, but it's it's definitely like a person with a blue mm-hmm. robe on. I always thought it was a girl, but then. I think it was. I think when I was reading it, like you can collect him in the in the game, yep. so that threw me off. But it's weird because, like, you know, Trevor's got the whip, and like you just ninety percent of the time you're using him. But sometimes when you're going on bosses, like you bust out the mage, you only take one guy at a time with you. And when you're going through the game, like it's got varying paths that you can take to get to Dracula's castle. Once you get into the castle, it's you know pretty straightforward, linear five levels. But to get there, you can go, you can take a pirate ship, you can go across a bridge, you can go different ways. And depending on which way you go, you get a different companion to come with you. So uh, That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, especially for being, uh, what is it? 1991 it came out, I believe. So, 89. Or no, yeah. okay. 89, cool. sorry. Dra- Dracula's Curse. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. so yeah, I played through some, I still haven't finished three, but that one is way tougher than the first one too. There's a lot of, a lot of nasty tricks they play in that one. Um, I played a little bit of some Game Pass releases this week. I got into some today. Uh, a game called I Am Fish. Um, let me look at <laughs> the developer here real quick. But yeah, Bossa Studios, uh, published by Curve Digital, which I don't really know either of them. Okay, but... was it so? It's fun. 
Yeah, I was playing it with the kids for a little bit. It's you're basically like a fish in a fishbowl and you're kind of like marble madnessing, rolling your way around a level. Like you can't fall too far off a shelf or your fishbowl breaks and you like that sounds I have to explain to my kid. I have to explain to the kid like why the fish is dying on the ground. Like because you broke the fishbowl. Like fish has got to stay in the water. So that was a little uh, that was interesting. But it's kind of like, you know, we played the first couple levels. You're. It felt very Finding Nemo-ish, kind of, where you're, like, in a pet shop. Like, your friends get scooped out of the fish tank. And you basically, like, get put in a fishbowl. And you find out that you can roll around if you swim into the side of the tank. So it's, like, kind of like rolling a big marble around. And then, you know, get out of the pet shop. And you roll your way across some rooftops. And you're going from, like, building to building. And you can't fall too far. And you got to, like, land in flower beds and soft stuff. So, you know, it... It seems like a little cool side game. It seems like something it would be good to play with the kids. You just mm-hmm. got to explain to them that the fish has to stay in the water. It's, um, a, it's a two for one. You get to teach your kids uh, about life and death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it'll probably be like a, you know, here and there kind of game. I don't think I'm going to be playing it too much by myself, but that was a nice little side one. And then the other one that came out on Game Pass was Skatebird, mm. which I probably will be playing by myself a little bit. I mean, as odd as it is, that, that must have a game to that, right? Like you just kind of just go around just making moves, or is there an actual level? Ca- I'm trying to remember. I haven't played it first. But... Like the first chunk of it, yeah, you're in like a a kid's like a kid's room, and they keep talking about the big person coming back, and you're basically like there's other birds in there, okay. and you're talking to the birds, and they're teaching you to like, hey, go ollie on this thing, or go do a you know hand plant manual on like this ramp to clean up these cups that they're trying to like clean up around the room which is yeah, it's it's a little weird but um it seems like a cool idea but like it's not it's not like a polished skateboarding game it's not like a skate it's not, a tony, it's not like a tony hawk no 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 it's kind of cool because when you ollie you can start flapping your wings and you can like you can like double jump almost on your skateboard mm-hmm. where you can like fly up a bit which seemed kind of cool. Wouldn't it be really cool if there's another bird that you go against and he's like really good and his name is Tony. Tony Squawk. Hawk. The Birdman. Anything. Yeah, whatever. If you get out of the copyright issues there. but yeah. There is a dedicated Squawk button. I think the Squawk button adds like bonuses to your uh, manuals and stuff. But when you okay. start it, you can I like, like that. You, can, you can pick a ton of birds, which is kind of weird and put like <laughs> hats or sunglasses on them and chains and all viking helmets you know whatever okay. the hell you want it's kind of dumb like that uh, dumb fun but i i don't know i was getting stuck on stuff and it like sometimes when you're trying to turn the bird is like flipping out and like the camera is jumping all over the place because it's bashing into things it's an indie game yeah yeah it seems i mean it's it's definitely dumb fun but uh i would probably go back into it just to screw around with it just because it's you know just a little side game that you can pick up and screw around with but it didn't seem like it was going to be terribly deep, but I mean, I only played it for a couple hours, so I didn't want to get too far into that. Um, but yeah, that one seemed fun. Definitely worth, I mean, it's on Game Pass, so it's absolutely always worth a download. So I'd definitely give yeah, that a try. Yeah, I'll check it out. Just yeah. looks, dumb, looks like dumb fun. And then prepping for uh, the show's actually out on Hulu already. Why the Last Man? I finished up the graphic novels of that, so that one had a you know an intense ending, and 
I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything because the show's out now and I don't know how closely they're going to follow to the books or whatnot, but, uh, it's definitely worth, it's worth a read. There's lots of, uh, I mean, five compendium books, which are fairly chunky. I think they probably have like five or six books in each, but, uh, I plan on watching why the last man on Hulu sometime soon. Cause I think there's a three or four episodes out at this point. So that was about it for me this week. Castlevania took up a lot of my time, so. What about you, Eric? Um, So, like we mentioned before, it was my birthday, and I got a very awesome birthday present from my family. They all chipped in and got me a new Xbox, the Series S. Ooh. The all-digital edition, which is perfect. And you have a PS5, so you're all set for the next And I have a Switch. Like, I'm I'm set. I'm, I'm spoiled over here. But, uh, yeah, I got the Series S because, like, I mean, it's first of all, it's much easier to find right now. And second of all, I mean, I just use Xbox for Game Pass. Like, it's just a Game Pass machine for me, so I don't need a disk drive in there. Um, sure. And it's cheaper. Like, I don't know. It's, it was perfect for me because I got PlayStation for my main console. And then I got my Switch for my Nintendo exclusives and indies. And then I got my Xbox for my Game Pass. So There's no exclusive that's going to escape you, Eric. Nope. I got them all. Co- I got them all covered. Um, you got a gaming PC too? No, that is the one thing I don't have. I have a laptop, but it's kind of old. It can run some. It can run like Skyrim, okay. but that's about it. Um, All right. So on my new Xbox, I finished off Psychonauts, which I am in love with Psychonauts now. I absolutely love that game. Um, super excited to go on and play the Rhombus of Ruin, the VR game, and Psychonauts Two. So I'll probably have updates on those next week um, because that's probably what I'll be getting into. Um, Other than that, I just kind of just downloaded a bunch of Game Pass games. Haven't really checked them out yet, but I booted up um, Axiom Verge 2 because I bought that on my Switch a couple weeks ago when it came out. And I was a big fan of the first one. Um, Just like Metroid, one of the best Metroidvanias out there. and Axiom Verge 2, I'm liking it so far. I'm only about an hour, maybe hour and a half into it. Um, but I like it a lot. It's a lot more like melee focused instead of like finding, instead of finding guns and stuff, you're finding like boomerangs and like uh, other type of melee weapons and stuff. I haven't, like I said, haven't gotten too far into it, but so far I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, that's about it on the gaming front. We also just uh, subscribed to HBO Max um this past week because i don't know we've been kind of procrastinating that there's just too many damn streaming services nowadays but i know hbo max has a lot of good stuff and got the new matrix movie coming in december so figured we'd hop in now yeah hbo is good with those movies that are coming out it's kind of like i don't know yeah it's really nice <laughs> you don't have to go to the theater and they just show oh, up yeah. on your beautiful tv with your surround yeah, sound i was and... gonna say that so now i got a backlog yeah, of uh awesome movies to watch all the, and we started up... all the harry potter movies are on there all the harry potter movies are on there yep all the Matrix all the lord movies. of the rings hobbits and matrix yeah they're really good at getting like and all the jurassic parks yep, yep jurassic parks and they have all and tcm the... turner classic movies oh yeah that's, that's true a, yeah that's a and lot they have right all of the too. like old hbo shows like all the classic yep. hbo sh- like we just started up watching the sopranos because we've never seen it and it's we're liking it so far oh my god enjoy that um and we watched the friends reunion uh which we're big fans of friends so 
it's nice that they got the whole series on there because it was on Netflix before, but then they moved it off once HBO Max came out. So that was fun. Um, so yeah, now we got uh, an entire another streaming library to go through. So that'll keep us busy. You're for back a while. up to paying for what you would have paid for cable before. Exactly. Yeah, we got you Netflix. Know? We got Hulu. But you pick. We got HBO Max, pick. Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Yeah, yep. right back up there. We were thinking about canceling like Hulu just because we don't really use it that much, and there's not a ton on there that we typically watch and like their exclusives aren't as good so that would probably be the one that we would drop if we dropped any of them um so but yeah same yep that's all i had dude all i have is uh castlevania that i was watching and uncharted 2 i didn't finish it i'm pretty close to the end and uh oh i think last game last episode i was talking about uncharted 1 so i can see the leap from 1 to 2 Uncharted Two is good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a, it has reputation. It's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I'm underwhelmed, but it's an amazing. Ah, I gotta be careful how I say this real quick. So like, it's really good. It's really good for when it came out. It's a game of its time, but as I'm playing through it, I can't. It may be because of the. It's just aged. But like yes, the acting is stellar. The acting is really good. The story is fun. Um, the levels, the places you go to are really cool. I thought the train level would have been better because everybody talks about it, and I was actually not enjoying it mm-hmm. because of this one thing. You can't. It's so predictable and repetitive that, and it's a great game. But I just, I'm just so aware of what I'm doing that it it's it's like like when i played four there were moments in four where i was like oh i forgot i'm playing a game that's right i I gotta keep playing because i was just like watching it on the screen and just really good um but with two i just say okay now we scale now look for this now look for that all right now go here um drop down there'll probably be a guy a guy's gonna come over you're gonna fight him all right there's a rocket launcher get ready for the helicopter because there's gonna be a helicopter coming because you have a rocket launcher uh you know and it's just like mm-hmm. repeat repeat constantly it's it's very formulaic and in 2021 it just stands out so it's it that sucks because i bet when this game came out it was really cool but today it's pretty common nowadays like when this game came out, I feel like there weren't many games like this where they had like those huge set piece moments, like narrative storytelling, you know? So like you said, for its time, I totally agree. Yeah. Like I I think it's a lot of people's favorite because you had one and like, it was good. But then when two came out, like they went bigger with the set. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The set pieces just got bigger and bigger. But like you said, um, it's, it is very like predictable and like it's, it's it takes you out of it, especially when you die on one of those set piece moments because you die, you get restarted and then you play the same exact sequence again, you know, until yeah. you get it right. Because like you'll miss a jump on a ledge and you'll fall and then, OK, you got to go back to this point and it's the same repeated dialogue, same like, you know, queued up uh, animations and everything for like the yes. set piece. And so a lot of the stuff technical stuff on the train yeah, level dude. was pretty. I remember watching like full act. They did like full documentary about like what went into making the train level and stuff like that and they just kind of 
melted my brain what actually had to happen to get that thing to work yeah dude it is such a good game uncharted man i'm looking forward to three and i bought four again because um it was on sale and it was on an old account so i'm totally yeah, four gonna ride this fantastic thing. and then there's a sequel after four yep lost legacy it's like a spin-off the one with the the chicks isn't it yeah lost legacy is really good yeah that's mm-hmm. one after four um yeah you're gonna have to borrow my uh my PS4 again. Um, anyway, that's it. Uncharted, Uncharted Two, going through it. It's, it's awesome. It's really good. Just know it's from a, another era, another generation. Okay, I'm ready to talk some Castlevania. Yep. Let's get so into it. Let's take a break and then let's get into the sweet, sweet show. We have returned to the castle of Dracula. And we're going to be talking about Castlevania. And we talked about this a little bit in the beginning of the show, but Castlevania is actually a video game that started in the 1980s, right? That's where it started, guys? Or am I wrong when I say that? 86 yep. was the first one. 86 was the Castlevania f- for the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> nerd alert uh actually uh <laughs> dave do you want to i don't know dave or eric but somebody want to just kind of give us a quick history rundown of what castlevania honestly what does the name castlevania even mean do we even know what that means i was thinking about that as i was watching the show <laughs> i was like what does castlevania even mean but i don't know walk us through the history and then what we're gonna be talking about go ahead castlevania uh, expert I, I guess i got the, i got the wiki pulled up over here and it, it goes from like <laughs> 86 and there's a game probably every year all the way up to 2014 they were, yeah, they, they were coming out for a long time but uh original came out in 86 um stayed on the nes until 89 went to super nintendo and on and on and on from there um i i it's pretty basic i mean you're part of the belmont family on uh, the first ones you were simon second ones you went to trevor Later, you went to Alucard, who is this son of Dracula. Um, and more or less, uh, it's you're just a family of vampire killers, and you're more or less storming the castle. Dracula's being a dick and murdering people, and you're just trying to get in there and kill him, more or less. So usually it's got its fair share of skeletons and undead stuff, and you're kind of going level by level and uh murdering all sorts of undead enemies basically so as far as the game goes they all kind of stick to that basic thing i mean each one has its own spins i guess i mean there's probably like i don't know 20 ish games i want to say so it it goes on and on but they've all kind of got that side scrolly eventually they went to 3d which mixed reviews but uh, the Lords of Shadow ones was were really good. They came out on the 360, I believe. Uh, starring a Patrick Stewart in there as well. I've got to throw that in there too. They got that for the voice acting. So, as a as a general summary, it's uh basically vampires and vampire killers and vampire hunters. I guess to put it plainly. Do we know what? Ca- I assume the name. Yeah, the name. I assume the name Castlevania comes from. I mean, in each game you're. I pretty much infiltrating Dracula's castle and then you get 
wordplay with Transylvania. So just combine them. Castlevania. Because, I mean, castle, the castle is the main set piece of pretty much every game, um, as far as I understand it, anyways. And then Transylvania, where vampires come from. Oh, it's not Pennsylvania? together. <laughs> uh, Crickets. Crickets. So you're... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, the international name of Castlevania is the result of Konami of America, Senior Vice President Emil Heidekamp's. Uh, he didn't like the religious connotations with the Japanese title Aku, Akumo Dracula, which is translated as Dracula's Satanic Castle. Oh, damn. So, Okay, so I was sort of right. Yeah, it, it was created by them. To kind of get around the term Dracula's Satanic Castle, apparently. That's I like so. that. That's a good name. Dracula's Satanic Castle. <laughs> so can I real quick just kind of just because I'm 40 and I was around in the 80s to play this game and kind of see the new ones released and looking at the graphics of Castlevania and be like, wow, this looks really cool. Um, I always thought of Castlevania as it's the game that had the whips in it or the chain stars or the morning star you know um morning star, morning star yeah. yeah throwing the holy water throwing that's what the your, game was uh, to me boomerang you, you didn't shoot guns yep. you didn't jump on yep. mushrooms this is the game where like the guy goes around fighting monsters whipping stuff and i thought that was really cool that's how i always thought of castlevania now i understand it's become very influential in the game industry a whole genre is called metroid spawned a genre half of it yeah yep. so like metroid and uh Castlevania are just they were good at backtracking like oh you get to a door guess what just because you find the door doesn't mean you can go in it you can come back maybe if you are if you find an item or later in the game this might open up or something like that uh and it was one of those games that was popular that did it and so yeah so they call it Metroidvania it's a whole genre of this and that's around today like um Ori and the Wisps a boatload of games actually do this where you just kind of go back and forth. I mean, that's what it is, right? A Metroidvania. It's, it's a 2D. It's yeah. It's retro. It's, yeah, things are item based. Parts of the levels are gated. Item based progression is what. Okay, I like is. that description. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think Castlevania. I think it might have either been Rondo of Blood or Symphony of the Night were the ones that actually like incorporated that into it because the first, I guess, Simon's Quest Castlevania Two. They, you know, you can wander around and you know that's got a lot of that story base or the yeah like the water i think right like one and three yeah. are just like straight up linear like you just go level by level oh, those okay first couple, so. i think my that's just a straight up like action two. platformer the the earlier yeah. ones yeah okay real quick which one had that annoying night mode that would kick in where like you're playing the game and all of a sudden the game would stop and then you would see what a terrible night for a curse. Took... Simon's Quest. That's oh two. my god, it, it was Simon's so brutal because it lasts like I swear like ten seconds or something like that, and you can't do anything except watch your TV. Yeah, or everybody. I think all the enemies have double double hit points, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like all the towns are closed. You can't talk to anybody. Happened, it was like a buzzkill. Yeah, it's <laughs> a it's a pain in the ass when you get to that. Um. Yeah, but yeah, that's. I mean, Castlevania. It's it's one of those games like Mario, Contra, Sonic. It's one of those retro franchises that we've we just all know of. And here it is in mm-hmm. 2017. They come out with an animated, I guess, anime styled. Yeah, it's definitely anime. Uh, anime inspired. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
Uh, but for Western is culture, it... I mean, it doesn't have the tropes that we kind of covered in some of the animes that we've seen with like My Hero Academia and stuff. But what were we going to say, Eric? No, I was just going to say it doesn't. I mean, if we want to get technical here, it's not technically an anime because it wasn't created in Japan. It was, oh, is that a very inspired is that yeah. a thing? OK. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. It's traditionally a Japanese animation. Um, oh, my apologies. No, it's. It's definitely anime inspired, though. Like, so what? So what do I call it? A fucking cartoon? <laughs> it's a, an adult animation. Is the genre? Ooh. It's an adult cartoon. So uh, Wikipedia <laughs> says it's an American anime influenced adult animated streaming television series. Oh my god! All right, Japanese people, can we use the word anime as well so that we can not have a paragraph <laughs> to describe what it is? <laughs> right. Uh, well, anyways, yeah, that's. Anyway, but and if you don't like animes, I get like some of the things that turn you off about animes. But holy shit, I'm not even. I I do like some anime if it's done well, and some Western shows have done a pretty good job. This is a great example of it. So I would say this gets a pass for me, man. I I'm I loved it. We watched the first two seasons of mm-hmm. the Netflix exclusive called Castlevania. And it was great. I think we all agree, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It was a really good stopping point, too, because like seasons one and two kind of uh, have the same story arc. Um, it started as like the, just the four episodes uh, got greenlit on Netflix. And then apparently the same day that the four the first season aired, the second season was like greenlit to be made. Um, so they just kind of rolled right into that as soon as the first season was released and continued the story from the first season. And then the end of the second season, it kind of concludes that whole story arc. And it was a while. So we're going to get spoiler territory on this. Uh, there was a bit of time. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you guys want to just, you guys want to just get into maybe the story and just kind of talk about the things that we liked, what worked? Or yeah, sure. is there anything I mean, else you want to Can I give an overarching okay. summary, I guess? Just a, go for it. Absolutely. Uh, Do it. Dracula is back in the day and he falls in love with a lady. I've heard of him. He finds a lady you don't that say. he likes and she starts to bring out some humanity. And all of a sudden, the 15th century yeah. uh, Europe. Church shows uh-huh. up, burns yep. her as a witch. Dracula gets pissed, decides to murder everybody. That's kind of. That's a good that's, synopsis. Yeah. He goes, uh, he gets pretty angry. Um, goes yeah. shit. She was starting to bring out some of his humanity and, you know, not have him want to just murder everybody and live by himself as an old curmudgeonly crusty vampire. So uh, when she dies, he kind of flips his shit and uh, wages a war on basically all humans. Yeah. So, yep. He, he appears in whatever fiery form after uh, his wife was burned at the stake and he gives the, the people of Wallachia, which is where this place is set or where the show is set. Um, he basically gives them one year to, I don't know if it's to like leave or to like reconcile or do whatever they're going to do. It's to yeah. leave dude. That first episode. Oh my God. Listen, I'll tell you what the first episode is. It is one of the best episodes of the series. And man, it is, it's, it, you'll know if you want to watch the show or not, if, if the first episode grabbed you or first not. First episode, they come out of the gate swinging. Right. So you guys are kind of doing it kind of quick, but there's some things I kind of want to kind of dig in a little bit. Sure. Sure. I just wanted to. Right. So yeah, you know, it's, it's, bas- it's basically a love story where Dracula's human wife 
was killed by religious zealots in like basically kind of like the medieval times thinking she's a witch and it was just i'll get into that later but um the way they handled dracula because we all think of dracula is like two versions right either like he's just this bad guy or he's gonna be like this um romantic character that we just don't understand kind of like what the movies were doing with him Mm -hmm. uh so in this version he's kind of a mix which i actually liked i kind of liked this version of dracula probably more than i've seen in a long ass time i really 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 enjoyed this dracula and man when he is angry it is some of the coolest shit i have seen in a while like when he all right so yes his wife gets killed and he finds out he gets there too late um and he finds out who did it and he goes to the to the humans and says because he didn't like them before and he has a history with because humans and vampires just don't get along and uh she was teaching him about the ways of humanity and all that stuff and to like kind of see them in a different light but by killing her that was just straight up like traumatizing him or whatever and he just shut down instantly that rage that he had, I thought they captured it so well because I think they did such a good job in one episode, not even probably the first half where we kind of understand it's like Thanos where we kind of understand why he's doing it. We saw the good in him. It's kind of like some Darth Vader shit. I, I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job crafting a character that we kind of already historically know. And I just thought that was fucking dope. Kind of, kind of agree with them. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I would want to murder people too. Like the, the one thing that like makes him the bad guy, I guess technically, is that he doesn't really focus the rage onto like the church that kills his wife. He just focuses it on fucking everybody, all of humanity. Yeah, I mean, he already, like you said, before his wife came along, he already thought that all humans were just bad. You know. Like, he didn't care about them at all. He, you know, he wasn't out to, like, kill all of them, but... Um, no, but his he wife, eats them and... Yeah, he feeds on all that stuff, yeah. So his wife was trying to teach him that humanity isn't all bad, and, you know, he's trying to... Uh, since he's, Dracula has all this crazy knowledge of science and medicine and everything, he... Which I loved. Yeah, that was really Love cool. Love that. Because the whole conceit he's for... he's like a scientist. He's <laughs> like a research. He's just smart because he's old. Yeah, the whole, so cons- cool. the whole conceit for Lisa, which is his wife's name, um, coming to find him was because she wanted to learn all of this stuff from him so she could help humanity. To and, help, yes. Yep. And so he, she kind of wanted Dracula to do the same thing, like travel the world and see how humans actually live and, you know, try to change his mind of what he thinks about humans. But then once they kill her, he just kind of abandons all that and is just like fire in his eyes, vengeful, wants to kill any human he sees. So he starts raising this army to commit genocide against the human race, essentially. Can... Do you guys see a parallel in Game of Thrones or am I am I just seeing that myself or do you guys see a little bit of that in this where there's warring factions from... no you can't trust anybody oh there's armies yeah I can see some yeah a little I yeah, mean a little bit some some thin lines Game of Thrones like is in season two a little more uh, political I'd say sure but like even still with the vampires this is another reason thing I liked about this this series is that 
Dracula's the boss, right? It's fucking Dracula. And he, God, he's super powerful. And when he's creating his army and trying to figure out how to wipe out humans, he, he calls all the great vampires of different areas to come join him and be his generals. And most of them do. And some come a little bit later than others and stuff like that. But uh, I thought that was really cool how he was so full of rage that he didn't really think it through. He just knew that he wanted people dead. And he's like, we'll just figure it out. And the vampires need order, you know, and they kind of disagree mm-hmm. on some level of his goal, you know, which they all kind of liken it to. He's on a suicide mission and he's just blinded by uh, his pain and right. anger that he's not really thinking this through. Like, uh, who's the one guy, the one vampire that gets wiped out? Godbrand. Godbrand. God Yep. Where he just says like, well, he brings like, up a good you, point. What am I going to eat? Like, yeah, what am I going like to eat? Pig blood. What all like, the, well, yeah, what all the humans are dead. Like, he just, what the fuck am I going to eat? He says that pig blood gives him the shits. I was like, that was nah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. You don't want to eat fucking pigs. Come on. He's like the, he's like the Viking vampire yep. too. Like, oh, pillage Vikings from each faction. There was like an Asian vampire. There was like, yeah, from all different kind of cultures. Each have their yeah. own vampire, which is kind of cool. Yep. You didn't get quite to meet them all which i wish you would have gotten a little more in depth with some of them but the ones that you did get to meet and his uh i guess we'll get into his uh what do they call them forge masters forge masters hector and isaac oh let's go into that that's fine i I was just saying that i just like that that there was inner conflict Mm -hmm. with the vampires and it's not like they're all like humans are one side and then the the vampires on the other side. I like that even inside, they don't really get along mm-hmm. in the humans. There's magic users. There's religious people. There's normal. I don't know. I just, I love the different factions. That's what made me think okay. of game of Thrones, but yeah, dude, let's get into those two human characters because they might be my favorite characters of the whole show. I really liked Hector and Isaac. Is that, I don't know. Yep. The forge masters, right? Yeah. I'm basically Dracula recruits them to build his army. Cause they have, they have the human magic and they take all the murdered bodies and they basically turn them into flying bad things or zombies soldiers or whatever. Of the undead. Yeah. Yep. And they're pretty badass, but like the obviously the vampires resent taking orders from humans or having battle plans told to them by I humans or even just being mm-hmm. in the same thing. So that kind of adds a little bit of the inner political battles between the vampires because they don't like that Dracula's using the humans to like you know further Mm -hmm. his own means which is cool but i mean each each in the second season because they both get introduced in the second season each you get a bit of backstory on each of them and why they're helping to try and wipe out their own race which is kind of i mean that's fucked up in its Mm -hmm. own right um but yeah those guys they have they have a bit of depth to them like you get to see uh which one isaac is the uh the white guy. No, no, other way around. No, no. Yep. Nope. Hector's the white guy mm-hmm. and Hector, then the black Hector. guy is, is Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Hector well, you Hector's... can see is like the sensitive, the sensitive one. Like as a kid, he was just using his magic to like bring back these animals and he wanted to like keep them as pets. But clearly his parents didn't like his undead pets. Um, so they kind of shunned him for that. Um, he just didn't connect with humans. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, he. But yeah. he doesn't so, want the humans wiped out again. Like no, the, well, they, they Dracula wrote these characters lies so to well. him. 
So cool. Dracula lies to Hector when he recruits him, saying that, oh, no, this is going to be a cull. It's not going to be genocide. We're going to call out some humans to bring balance and then use yeah. them as livestock to kind of feed them and control them or feed on them and control them. Um, but that's a lie. He just wants Dracula just wants to wipe out all the humans. Right. Correct. And he tells Isaac the truth. Um, he Isaac seems more like Isaac, Dracula. His close trusts him more. He trusts him more than anybody else, actually. And he's a human. Oh um, yeah. Yep. He even saves him at the end, where he was toast, and he let him go. He said, "Get out of here. You, you're too good. You're for a Which, human man. You don't deserve to die." Like I this. thought about that. Like he cared about him so much, but then he fucking sent him to the middle of nowhere into like a desert to fucking. I, die, I thought basically. about that too, but. I don't know. Like, who knows? It could have been an. Yeah, why couldn't he? Okay. Why couldn't he send him to like a town? Well, actually, Isaac didn't like humans, so maybe sending him somewhere where he would be by himself was was actually better for him. Because um, you can see in like it's like the last episode, uh, Isaac is out in the desert by himself, and these humans oh. roll up on him, and he just fucks him up. Like, yeah, dude. Completely. Yeah, that's he's pretty. Like, he's pretty fucking like brutal with that King. thing from Game of Thrones where he kills him and then he resurrects him and he slowly is making an army. And I was just like, dude, again, I like that. Awesome. Teaser for the next season. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can tell that Isaac's got some, got some plans. Like at first he was like, I feel like he was just roaming around. He didn't really have any uh, plans to do anything. But then once these shitty humans rolled up on him and you know, he killed him, he's like, Hmm, maybe I can start my own army. And he just kind of does that on a whim, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And like his backstory, he was, was he a slave before or something? Like he tried to do something for his master and his master's just like beating the shit on him with like this leather strap with these spikes on him. Yeah, he was, which a is slave. the weapon that he uses still. Yeah, yeah I thought but that was cool. that's kind of what fucked him up to like, not, I don't know, that fucked up his sense of balance, I guess you could say. Well, know. he was like, he was all about, he told his master, like he was trying to do research to help him with his work. And then he told him, basically told him because he loved him, you know, like, um, and then after that, after his master just decided to be like, no, do what I say. And he just beats the shit out of him that Isaac basically, um, resents all humans and was like, love doesn't exist. And, you know, he just kind of abandons all, all feelings. Of I know. And it was really cool when that like gargoyle, like monster, like thing comes back after all of them got their ass kicked by Belmont and all them. And it dies right outside the castle and God, what's his name? God, God brand, God yeah. brand. Yeah. He, he brings it in and says, damn thing died like 20 yards from the castle or something like that. And then Isaac's looking at it and he's just like, so you're dying. You you came back. I don't know. He, just the way the way he like looks at death and he looks at he related loyalty, to it. Yeah, he, yep. you could just see that he's a complex character and he's written really well because he's a bad guy. What he's doing is bad. He's not a good guy. But there are some qualities about him where he just lives in the moment and sees things differently than everybody else. Where he respected that the thing came back no matter what. And that's uh, that was enough for him. And it's the same thing that he's willing to do. Right? It's all about respect, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just the way he sees the world is very different than all the fucking vampires that he's surrounded with. And well, it was the same. It was the same. Well, it wasn't the same. Hector was like 
kind of the opposite side of the coin. Like he was like so engrossed in his work. At one point he just says, I love to work. Like he doesn't, he doesn't really care about, he, he's being, he's loyal to Dracula, but he wants to just do what he does, which is, um, he views them as like pets. Like he brings these undead creatures back to life and you can see he like connects with one of the, they show it like a purposeful scene. Like he brings the, one of these, uh, undead creatures to life. And then he's like, the, the creature's like going crazy. And then Hector just like puts his hands on his face and like tries to connect with it. And he's like, yeah, like, I don't know, just that connection with uh, his creations, essentially. Um, he just kind of, that's what he lives for. And that's all he wants to do. So he was an interesting character. And I kind of felt bad for him at the end. I felt horrible for him. Like, yeah. yeah. He's Poor not guy. a smart, I mean, he's smart in what he does, but he's not a smart guy. No. Like I said, he's just, I mean, they've set like Carmilla, which is another um, vampire that comes in and she's like basically trying to overthrow Dracula. She's, she's the, the real villain. Kind of puts all these plants. In, yeah, she's the real villain. She puts all these plants into motion. She thinks that Dracula is just kind of going crazy. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. So she wants to unseat him and she's kind of scheming behind his back and everything, turning everybody against Dracula. Um, and at the end, she, uh, she just kind of takes Hector as her slave to build her an army um, the same way he did with Dracula. She says everything basically as soon as she shows up. She's like, yep. her character is interesting because she is the worst. Like she, like go fuck her. Like she fucked and sucks. But she <laughs> walks into the the main hall of his castle and says this everything. Like, um, like was your wife your pet? Cause that's how I see humans and the closest ones that you get to is still, it's just like a pet. Everything else is like livestock or whatever, but you might like a human, but only enough to keep it as a pet. What does she do to Hector? Gets him close enough that he lets his guard down, trusts her, follows her. And then she turns him into his pet in the worst way possible. She also says to everybody else, like, yo, Dracula's not in charge. The guy does not know what he's doing. He's, there's no plan here. A bunch of old men and little boys. There's no leadership here. I've seen this before. You know what I did? I killed that guy. And she tells her story. And she, mm-hmm. here she is. And she usurps him at um, in a really c- cool way. But that whole mm-hmm. that whole scene of her hometown or whatever that was. And she's just like, fuck her. But she told you everything. That was such a cool scene. Yep. She had, yeah. Yep. Can you walk me through that scene real quick? Whose town was so, that? Who lived there? Humans or vampires? The town of Brilla was the name of the town. That was a yeah. That was a human town. Um, but why were all the guards what, there? Vampires. So she called her basically the like her army from her hometown to come there and basically try to overthrow Dracula. So she set and, up this whole plan because she knew there was a bridge there with water where they could bring back the the uh, bishop and he could bless the river and make it holy water. So when they blew up the bridge, basically a bunch of Dracula's army gets, you know, killed in the holy water in the river. So she did that. On, she brought them there to that town on purpose. What were the humans doing? Just there was that cowering river. in fear that a bunch of yeah, vampire, I mean, a vampire just... army there. I would be cowering. Too. Okay. I yep. must've missed. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. like, it was like the other towns that got attacked um, by the undead, undead army. Okay. Uh, like they were just all, yeah in fear um but yeah that was pretty cool i i don't know we should shift over to 
the um, I know you know it's a good show when we're gushing over the bad guys and we even talked about <laughs> we the right heroes. About I was gonna say heroes, yeah. we should. <laughs> oh yeah, do you know there's good over people? to uh, Trevor and <laughs> yeah, Trevor and Sypha and uh, Alucard's um, yes. banter and everything was just great. Go for it. I loved all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, when we first meet Trevor, he's just kind of like a drunk asshole in a bar. Um, kind of cliche. Like he's, like, don't talk yeah, to me. Yeah, he's just I a drifter. Yeah. Drifter. I'm too cool. They can't yeah. be bothered. Drunk. He's, yeah, exactly. Can't be bothered. But, but like know, in, fuck. in the back of his... Yeah, and, and you know in the back of his mind he's looking for a fight, you know? Like, he's <laughs> like... He goes up to the bar and is just... Yeah, he's just drunk out of his mind. He's like funny. And he's he is got, funny. He's got a sense of humor, which I liked. I it, Like, it, we needed... I mean, the whole show's got good humor, but... <laughs> I don't know. He, him, and Alucard's fucking relationship. Like the, at the end of the second, the back season, and forth between them. They look so like good. they're like kind of, he's like, all right, we're good. Half human, half vampire guys. Like yeah, vampire hunter. And they're like, he like waves at him, and then Alucard gives him the finger, and he's like, fuck you. I don't know. I <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, I love the. It's kind of broish, but it worked. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Well, you could tell in the beginning when they met Alucard that. Like Trevor was very reluctant, obviously. Well, he thought it was Dracula. Yeah, and he thought it was Dracula, and he, you know, he, his family, his whole like lineage is just hunting vampires and hunting these monsters. So obviously, he's gonna have this innate hate for him. But it's really cool that you can kind of see their relationship grow throughout the second season, and then by the end, they are like, I mean, they still got this back and forth with each other, but you can tell that they actually like care about each other by the end. Which was cool. The first season was a lot of like getting the band together, really, because you get the Dracula in the first episode, mm-hmm. and then the next three are kind of like Dracula attacking the town, and then a lot of world building. Yeah, and Trevor kind of turning from a drunk into you can see, you know, see a little bit of like what he could be kind of shining through, and then that's when he meets Sypha, Sifa, oh, Sypha, yeah, yeah uh, meets her she's like a speaker which is like these kind of mages that travel around and just help people and um mm-hmm. he helps some old guy and she you know got turned to stone down in the down in a dungeon or whatever and they kind of talk about uh the savior that's buried i forget they knew they got like a fortune from the future or something about a savior that's buried mm-hmm. buried under the town or whatever and it ends up you know they yeah. end up falling down there in the last episode and finding out that Alucard's only been down there a year, but technically they it was like a fortune from the past telling them about the future. So like I don't know. Everything kind of lined up, but it wasn't quite what they thought. But that was kind of cool. By the end of the first season, they kind of like the band gets together and you know that like, you know, the whole second season's gonna be basically them going after Dracula. Well, one of my favorite uh scenes was in the season finale of the first season when Trevor and Alucard were fighting, like when they first met. And like they had that huge fight sequence, like I don't know, I was I thought that was awesome, like that you could tell that they were both. Well, Trevor at the at that time wasn't really at the top of his game. Like he was still kind of coming off his like drunk antics. Like he was, you know, he still wasn't really taking anything seriously. And then once he met um, Alucard and they had they they fought it out. Um, which it was it was really cool because I wasn't really expecting like Alucard. The whole fight between them was kind of like a test to see if um, Trevor and uh, Sypha were, you know, ones he wanted to work with to try to take down Dracula because Alucard was kind of waiting there. And they give this the 
um, they give like a hint of something that happened before where Alucard tried to take Dracula on by himself um, some other time before every all of the events of the show happened. It was, that was in, and uh, he was he was really injured. End of the first episode, you see him come in because Dracula was about to start his genocide or whatever, but you don't see his face. You just see the light behind him. And I think oh, you're technically supposed to. I don't remember to, that. I'd have to go back and watch. You're supposed that. to meant. To, I'm assuming you're supposed to meant to think it's like a Belmont, but you'd never really make that connection until he says it, and you see the big scar in his chest and all that stuff. So, oh, I actually don't remember that. Okay, so yeah, the reason he's down under Gregit, I think it is, is because he's like healing after his fight with Dracula because he tried to take him on by himself, but he realized after he got his ass kicked that he needed help and. Anyone that would find him down there was clearly uh, worthy to try to, to help him out. So he kind of tested Trevor and uh, tested out his skills and everything during that fight. And then that's, like you said, Dave, that's kind of when the uh, the band got together and they started planning to take down Dracula. I mean, a part of, well, and I guess you'll see this when you start playing Symphony of Night and you see some of his moves from Symphony of the Night. Like, ooh, that's exciting. Parts of, and that's why I think we can actually chat about a little bit about what makes the show work so well because the game is its own thing and the show is its own thing. But, and it's not technically, you know, one to one from any, from any one Castlevania game. They're not like retelling a specific story from any Castlevania game. But mm-hmm. the, I was reading that the guy who wrote a lot of these episodes, uh, well, I think all of them actually, Warren Ellis. Mm hmm. Like when he started writing it, he didn't have any like he didn't know really much anything about the games. He didn't really know much about, you know, the series or anything. And I think that lends itself to it because he's not trying to cram all that stuff from the games into the show. He's just right. writing a good story based on the games rather than, you know, making a show about a game or something like that. So, yeah, uh, I think that helps because. You'll see stuff like the whip animations and the daggers and, you know, Alucard's little teleport thing and his sword that floats behind him, like is in a lot of the Symphony of the Night stuff. So that uh, I think in general, like that's a good reason why. uh, Yeah. Yeah. The show isn't trying to trying to horn in stuff from the games. Well, I mean, there ends up playing well. It's it's nice because um like we were saying in the last episode, I think anyways, what make I think the best properties to take from a video game and try to adapt it is something that doesn't already have like a strong story in the actual video game itself. Because, I mean, there's a lot of lore. In it makes Castlevania. it easier. Yeah, it makes it way easier. There's a ton of lore already established in Castlevania in a good world to build off of um, for a TV show like this. And like Dave was saying, it takes it takes pieces from like a bunch of different games and kind of mashes them together and makes its own original story, you know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. When he said he started, he's like, uh, you know, they're talking about when he was writing it. I guess they said this game was in development or this show was in development hell for a little bit as they quote it. But mm-hmm. his quote is actually I'm not a gamer. And the awful truth is I've never played or even seen the game. Oh, wow. So from him to start at that and kind of like take bits and pieces out of the lore backgrounds. Cause like you see backgrounds in the games of like the libraries and stuff like that. And that's one thing that I thought was super cool about the show is like how fucking cool the castle was because 
that's pulled right out of the game, like that shot. Like that thing is just badass in the way it teleports. It makes a lot of sense, I guess, in in the whole sense of things. But yeah, that's really cool. The way that like the the cool machinery in Jack Dracula's castle and stuff like that, you can see a lot of that in the game backgrounds. But it's not necessarily like part of the game or does anything with the game. It's just kind of you Set know dressing wi- window dressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, the way that they kind of picked and pulled from stuff, and the fact that he wasn't. Like, I don't know, wasn't a diehard Castlevania guy when he went to write the story. Like, he just wrote he just wrote a fucking good story. But they still did. They did it right because, like you said, they wrote an original story, but they still had a little bit of that fan service in the show. Because, yeah. like, when Trevor finds the Morningstar, for example, in the Belmont Library, you're like, oh, shit, that's like the iconic fucking weapon from the games. Mm-hmm. And when fucking... Uh, Trevor and Elkard and Sypha storm Dracula's castle at the end. Bloody Tears starts playing like its own composed <laughs> version. It was just so that good. was awesome. So yeah, like you hear that hit and you're like, yeah, oh fuck yeah. I was yeah, you know shit's going down like that and that fight scene with uh with them and Dracula's war console and I think it was the like the second last episode of season two was was awesome. Um, so yeah, I. I like the show a lot. <laughs> Couple of things I want to point out that I that I really enjoyed. I, I thought Alucard, uh, the way he used his sword with like the fucking force. Was oh, dope. so cool! I yeah. love how I just love it. Was just so sexy every time he did it. He would just even like when they stormed. Um, and every time he opened and pulled pulled his sword out and all this stuff, it was cool. But when when they stormed. Uh, Dracula's castle at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, how it's just like, I love how it's just like sits behind him. Like it just rides there next to his head. And it's just like, he just goes and in the way and it's he so moves, practical. it's really cool, but it's practical. Cause he has his hands free and then he can use the sword to like attack, like behind him or like, you know, someone over that, you know, I loved so, it. It's really, and cool. I like, I like how Bellamont, like Trevor, I like how Trevor's whip was animated. It animates just oh, like so the cool. artwork of the cover of the first game in Simon's <laughs> Quest. I thought that was really cool how they got the whip to just. I I don't know how they even drew this shit. There was this fight scene with like Dracula fighting. Um, God, who was he was fighting? Like maybe Belmont or something like that on a walkway. And there was it was just wind, so like Dracula's hair is mm-hmm. moving, and there's a whip going around, and he's got a cape on, and. I just thought that, like, man, this animation, this artwork is really good. I enjoyed it so much of just looking at it. I paused and had to rewind the show because I was noticing I wasn't keeping up with the story. And uh, I was just getting caught up in the design and production of it. That I was like, God damn it, what did they say? <sighs> the world building comes in, like, bursts out of nowhere sometimes. And it's just... Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, just, I don't know how they animated and kind of captured those scenes i thought it was really cool. i stared at a lot of it for because well, i was gonna say like the three characters how are they not like that would be an awesome video game like oh, she's yeah. making like ice kind of weapons and shooting like stuff out and then you got alucard zipping around he's got like this like sword that zip i don't know i thought it was really cool and then belmont with his his uh his whips and stuff like that i just it's like, how is this not a video game? This is really cool. And it's based off a video game. And I just think, <laughs> I don't know, man, that's cool. When he, 
when he's whipping that whip around, it looks like it's like 40 feet long because it like wraps around. Right. It wraps around him and like yeah, other people like four times. But no, the one thing I wanted to say is like, but I he's would, like Indiana Jones. In the- <laughs> I would stare at like things because I could, you could tell that like part of it is hand drawn and part of it's like computer drawn. Where like things mm-hmm. like the mirror where you can see like reflections in it and those little pieces that come together. Yeah, the mirror, all the mirrors. Yeah. But like characters' yep. faces and like, like that a lot. lot of the a lot of the gore was hand drawn. Like there's just some there's some nasty shit that happens to people. But it's just Especially it's just, in the first episode. Yeah, it's a fucking beautiful game. But the fight scenes, like people are just getting stabbed in the face and getting arms ripped off and just like all sorts of fucked up stuff is happening. But I will point out the one major flaw of this entire show. And it What's is gla- it is glaring. You can't look away from it. Oh, it's I know Trevor you're Belmont. Say it. Trevor Belmont's beard. Oh my god. It is the shittiest oh, drawn me. I, beard I tried I've seen to ever. See if it would bother me. It, it, it didn't looks bother like, me at all. No, it looks like somebody just drew weird. like V lines on his face. It's horrible. Like either shade it in or draw some dots or give it some texture to it. Something. Oh, like the uh, the comic book collector in Simpsons, how he has that. Yeah, or like, yeah, give him like the outline and then just put dots in. I don't know what to do, but like the shitty V lines on his beard. I just kept staring at that and be like, I'm wishing that it was just drawn differently. That was the one thing that like. I was more like offended by maybe Belmont's haircut, where it's just, you look like a final, he looks like Final <laughs> Fantasy does. 8, like Squall uh, <laughs> kind of character. It looks like a Final Fantasy character. Yeah. Like everybody else should have, everybody should have ponytails, long hair. He's and got he's just got, boy he's just band got like hair this. in the face. And he's always got that one piece of hair that comes down in the middle at constantly, no matter where his head is. It's mm-hmm. kind of annoying. Yep. But voice acting in the show, I guess we can touch on too. That was. Um, Solid all around. It's good. Yeah, it was good. Really good. Um, especially, yeah, for an animated show. Uh, I looked at the cast and I don't recognize a ton of people. Um, I don't know if you guys did. I know, uh, let's see, Richard Armitage is Trevor. I recognize some voices. Um, yeah, He's, some uh, of the voices from, from the Hobbit. sound familiar. From the Hobbit, okay. Thorn, from the Thorn Hobbit. Oakenshield from the Hobbit. Thorn, Thorn. Okay. Yep. Yep. He's like the main dwarf guy in the. the okay, I didn't recognize Dracula's character. James, Dracula, who is voiced by Graham McTavish, is also from The Hobbit. He plays Dwaylin, which. Yep, I, he's the number two man in. Uh, yeah, he's Thorin's buddy in in The Hobbit. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yep. And I thought he did a really good job with the voice, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So. Dude, I thought the voice of the bishop was really good. And I, we've seen this. I forget his name, but we've seen this guy many times. He's been around. But I was like, man, I really, really hate this bishop. And I hate his yes. voice. Yeah, he was, and they did it he really was real well. And I just thought, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Really great voice acting there. Uh, Matt Fru- Frewer, Frewer, I believe it yep. is. But it looks like he has been around for a long time and all sorts of stuff so he's got a very f- recognizable voice too and mm-hmm. i noticed it right away even kind of like um blood what is it? oh god god brain or whatever he he's like that guy that was in i don't know big lebowski and fargo and you've seen this guy around he's always like, i think he's like russian or something yeah european actor yeah uh <laughs> yeah so I recognize a couple voices. The only voice that, and it didn't bother me. I just didn't think it was ac- like a good choice. Was um, Sylvie? Was it Sa- Siva? Saifa? Saifa. I yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Saifa. I don't. I, I don't understand why she's European yet she has like 
uh, is it Hispanic? I mean, we don't know she's European. She's like a speaker, so she she could be from anywhere. She travels. She's a nomad. I I think that's why I know. Yeah. So she probably. I mean, she travels around so many different places. Maybe she picked up accents from other places, and it's kind of combined. But I agree. Her voice acting was probably the weakest out of all the characters. I I would say. I mean, it wasn't bad. I just. This is like I don't know why she sounds like that. <laughs> it's not what I would have pictured her to sound like. But I'm just noticing everyone else sounds awesome. It's the the actor that plays Alucard is uh, James Callis, and he is the the doctor Gaius Baltar from Battlestar Galactica. Like I knew the voice from somewhere, and I'm just flipping through the IMDb and nerd. <laughs> <laughs> he was I a, he was not a, know that one. He was a fantastic character on that show. He's one of my favorites on there because he was kind of sounded like the Witcher. Kind of sounded oh. like that guy. I'm gonna talk like this the whole time. Mm-hmm. My dad There's is There's nothing wrong with the Witcher. Just leave it alone. Oh boy. If yeah, I had that's a, that's a whole other episode we can complain about that. If I had one criticism of the show. Um I don't know. I don't know if I would call it a criticism. It just left me wanting a little bit more action scenes, you know? Like there's Dude, there's a lot of fucking talking in season two. There's a lot the second, of yeah, the second one I said is, is like Game slow. of Thrones. There's just so much talking. Yeah, in like the middle of season two, they do a lot of like setting up like backstories for like which I liked a lot of that stuff, but like I just wish I did I did want more like action. Because a lot of the action scenes were some of the best parts of this show, which it's it's another thing to be said that like maybe they showed some restraint and like it meant more when you did get a big action scene because it made it more impactful. But I would well, like well the first season is only like a cup. How many episodes of the first season? It was four. four. And I'm kind of if I was so saw that when they it had first so came much out, world building. Yeah, like is it? I'm just a saying tease? that like there's know. so much world building to do in the second one that they had they had a lot of kind of you know talking to yeah. do honestly i think they because the vampires are introduced I, wait when are they introduced in season two the yeah. right like the war console the, the war, war council yeah 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 so i mean you got to think now you're building up the bad guys so you you get to see their inner conflict so there's just so much storytelling and introducing uh, or introductions being made that i just think that a lot of the yeah, part of season two has that a lot of the um yeah, I don't know. A lot of the internal conflict between the vampires, like it was important for the story, but um, some of it was kind of meh, boring. Like I, I was kind of watching it a little bit in the background because um, I didn't really need to. I don't know. I felt like I didn't need to pay attention to a ton of that stuff. Um, so there was a, a couple of little slow parts. But I mean, like I said, we haven't we've only watched the first two seasons, so I have no idea like what seasons three and four um are like but that's just my my general uh small criticism of what we watched i'm with you on that um i totally agree yeah <laughs> uh the action is great when it's there the pacing is a little off not enough to make me like like it started out i don't know like i still think it's a great show that first episode they gave us oh. like oh my god oh, this yeah. show is gonna be nuts and then they go back to like vampire politics and i'm like uh episode two in season one actually is really boring uh i, I fell asleep actually i had to wake up and go back and rewatch part of it uh yeah that was a, a bit of a buzzkill um before i forget i wanted to just kind of mention on, on the action i was thinking about the fight with uh, alucard versus uh dracula 
it, it reminded me of Invincible when Invincible. Yeah, I was thinking that man. too. And no, that's awesome. He's like, I can't kill my boy. God damn it! And then he like, you know, and the he way they fought and how they. Yep. And his son can't beat his dad. He's just not strong enough. And dude, Dracula, I thought was supposed to be weak. He's like, he's not, he's not feeding. He's weak, dude. If this is what he's like dude. when he's weak, holy invincible shit, is such is a scary. good comparison. Because yeah, like you said, like Alucard was. I mean, he got a couple hits on him, but he was no match, like one on one for Dracula. Like not even close. No. He's taking his face and smashing it through walls, and like, it, like they just they fuck up that castle good <laughs> in that fight. Mm-hmm. Like they chucking each other through ceilings and through walls and all sorts of stuff. But I think like when um, they had the team up like uh, three on one with Dracula with all of them, Dracula was kind of on his heels. But then he was smart and kind of like took him to took the fight to another part of the castle, and Trevor and Sifa Cyph- or can. Cypher. I always get that mixed up. They couldn't get to them in time, so Alucard kind of had to take Dracula out on his own. And if he, you know, if Dracula continued the fight, then there's no way Alucard could have won by himself because he already lost to him before. Well, he he got close. He he did get close. He did stab him, but he said he he said ah, you're off. You missed. Missed the heart. Yep. So yeah, give me that uh, that Batman versus Superman, the Martha scene when he was like, my boy, he just like stopped everything there. I'm like, eh, I mean, I get it, but yeah, you're, already, I think he was, you're in a blood rage. Well, at that point, I think he kind of um, like snapped out of it. Like you're saying at that up to that point, he was just kind of like, I mean, he was depressed about his wife getting burned at the stake and he was just kind of blinded by rage from that. That Who wouldn't even, be, you know? Yeah, and even his own son couldn't really snap him out of it until, like, you know, he got to his room. Um, I could see that being a little cheesy, but I think it kind of just snapped him out of it and was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? You know, it's all for nothing, really. You think they'll bring him back? Does Dracula get a comeback? So I might have got a spoiler. Oh, no. But I won't. I won't say. I won't say. Oh, no. He has to, though. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, he absolutely will. I'll I'll, I'll tell you why I know. And I don't I have not looked at anything. There's a scene when uh, Dracula takes like his human jacket, that green jacket, that pullover that he had in uh, episode one of season one. He throws it through the mirror to some woods. I saw. Yeah, I I noticed that. I don't know why. So. They wouldn't plant that, that without that following up, and I I think that Dracula will come back. Oh. We'll see him. I mean, he's already haunting his son's memories at the end of episode of season two, and you see, I mean, it closes with Alucard having a mental breakdown that his mom's dead and he had to kill his dad. <laughs> well, judging by the um, um, games, he comes. They kill him in every game, and he comes back. So I think it's <laughs> that's pretty. That's kind of what I was well, thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe yeah, that he probably yeah, comes back eventually. Dracula is way too powerful. Yeah, so I don't know how he'll come and, back or what form he'll come back, but and you see, like when they do kill him, you see like all of the I don't know faces, like smoke, whatever, flying away. So he's still in some form. You know, he'll probably put himself back together. Oh somehow. yeah, I guess I didn't really get that. I just saw I just saw the ring was left. Yeah, he burst into like smoke, and then he like all his like remains like flew out of the castle, and like like Voldemort wherever. Yeah, exactly. He's, that's what I was. That's exactly what I was somewhere. thinking. <laughs> yep. Brandon wouldn't get it. He's not a 
Potter head. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny. It's a great show. Though. I'm gonna definitely get season three and four in at some point. But oh yeah, uh, it's nice because they're they're small. They're like only like 25 minutes an episode mm-hmm. too. So, and the seasons kinda... or the the series is wrapped. Like there's just four seasons. It's 32 episodes in total, and that's it. Like okay, so the, yeah, we definitely gotta do the next two seasons at some point. Um, can I ask a question? So. Sure. Please. You guys probably can't answer this, but I, it did bother me a little bit. So the whole thing about the the Catholic faith is that it's or the belief is that it's based on faith and you might not see the activities of God. I'm not religious, but you might if you don't see the activities of God, you don't see the, uh, um, you don't see demons, you don't see angels, you don't see it. But if you have faith in it, like that's all that matters. Right. You have to have faith in it to to, to believe and so in this world, you have these religious people who are kind of accusing this woman of, of witchcraft and all that stuff. And she's really just a human trying to learn from like the, you know, the intelligence of Dracula to better people. And she's really not a magician as far as I know. But there are real magicians and there are real vampires. So I'm just curious how, maybe I'm just being too a stickler, but... What? How does this work where you have people in the real world, it takes place in the real time with a real religion, with, you know, kind of real places. You have this religion where, like, where in the Holy Bible do we meet, I don't know, vampires and creatures of the night? So it's like, okay, so this is like this alternate universe, but still, like, wouldn't everybody be religious? Because you're literally seeing the monsters of the devil, I guess. And I feel like there's no convincing people. So the, the inquisition that they have or they're converting people, it's just like if you're seeing vampires and they the don't see, de- I don't like think the they the see devil, them like until Dracula seems actually like vampires starts. are just like out and about. No, I think I think they well, I mean, in it's traditional kind of vampire rules. They can only come out at night um like whatever they but can't they're wiping out they can't towns cross and cities well and this is regions. only after the war and castles this is only after the war dracula started the war like before this all happened they were leaving they were living like quote unquote in peace okay you know? sure but, all right fine so maybe the humans just didn't know that vampires existed but when but it seems like they did because people knew of dracula and the church was after the church in like the beginning episodes, the church was like seeking out the speakers to like get rid of them because they knew they were magic users. Well, but they also blamed the magic users for the what Dracula did, and that's why they wanted them in like, that too. Ep- yeah, but like, right. but like the archbishop or whoever he was, the the one that dies in like the first episode or whatever, he says like like you know they kill uh, Lisa, Dracula's wife. Dracula says. You shouldn't have done that. God damn it. And then he goes, you have one year to leave the area. If I come back in a year and you're still here, you're dead. So what do they do? A year later, they like, and he makes a face in the fire for everyone to see. And they just, just, I mean, that's, uh, that's religious bluffing. That's religious extremism for you. It's blind faith, you know? It's blind but faith. like, but like, you literally saw the guy. Literally, it just seems it's just that part. Well, they just wrote it off. Where? Well, they just wrote it off as like that's the devil and God will save us. You know, like that's I think that's all there is to it. 
I think, yeah, I think I'm just reading too far into it, but I'm just like, people today don't see anything and they try to make miracles off of like the, like anything in the world that we're digging for like proof of God. That's what people are doing today in the real world. And in this world, you have flying castles, you have stories of Dracula, like decimating people for like centuries. You have families that have worked. It's just, it's just weird. We're like this real world and then this fantasy world and what are the rules? So I want to know more about the rules. I want to know more about like that version of Christianity, I guess, where like, how does that work? Because we don't have vampires. And again, I'm not religious, but I remember looking at, you know, kind of reading the Bible when I was little and like, I don't remember vampires being in there, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's all like the work of the devil kind of shit. And they're just thinking that they're seeing the devil. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's more like a, it's just a basis. They're pulling certain things out of history to use as like, piece set pieces or like you know plot plot devices more or less like we ourselves in modern day we know what vampires are but in this world they don't know what they don't know what a vampire is you know they don't know what any of this stuff is so like like i said before i think before all this like the war on the humans started like they were relatively you know living harmoniously like they weren't really bothering each other like maybe the vampires would go out at night and feed every now and then but they weren't like going through villages and wiping them out you know so i don't know you don't get a lot of you don't get a lot of villager talk either other than other than like you get a lot of church stuff you get a lot of belmont stuff but you don't get like a lot of like random like village life like what they were doing the only thing you really get is like the old lady that got like the Mm -hmm. the penicillin for her cough from like the bread mold right you want me to eat the bread mold and then you know that's that's cool though because it shows that She's using actual science because she's like making fucking antibiotics out of bread mold to help this lady's cough, which, you know, also makes it even more fucked up when the church shows up and starts smashing her thing because she has a centrifuge that spins around blood to separate particles and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's a little bit of it's a little bits and pieces of history that they're just kind of picking and using as like. Yeah, plot devices. I'm with you on that. I want to see more of just like how do the humans live with vampires? I just want to know how they work together. Like, what's the relationship? You know, because I feel like they can't get along <laughs> ever. So I don't know. No. I I want to see more yeah. world building. I guess there's so many vampires in all these other cultures too. Yes, like they know that. that like, so cool. yeah, people are fucking people. Say, I was, I'm curious because like life after this war happens, I'm more curious about. Because like I said before, I think I think the vampires were kind of living in secret. Like they weren't really like interacting with the humans, other than like maybe one off. But like, people knew of them this one. because well, I don't Drake, think would so. Wipe, he would literally wipe out. He, remember they were showing in season two where like he's like I used to oh, go around true. and just like slaughter humans, and he did. He was like a fucking people would share that story. People would know like there's a man who yeah. can turn into a. I mean, bat. it could be. It also could be like an isolated incident, you know. I don't know. It's whatever. <laughs> or they all died and they never it's fucked up told the story. Like, yeah, exactly. No one ever was. Yeah, no one like, survived to tell the story. There's. I mean, it's vampires. We're arguing about like vampires, which are <laughs> obviously fake. But no, like some movie, like movies, like Interview with a Vampire, like they like they delicately like bite necks and stuff like this. Like parts yeah. of the show, like. Warbrand, he's like raiding a thing, slitting a dude's throat, like dumping blood into his face, chucking the body, and going on to the next one. It's just yeah. like I do like slaughter for the sake of there's slaughter. There's so many different uh, <laughs> it's depictions up. of vampires throughout media, like so many yeah. different interpretations. It's just uh, 
Uh, it's just uh, this is just mm-hmm. one based on a video game. A very good interpretation based on a video game. It they it really the, is, uh, and and vampires, dude. A little bit. Just making vampires mm-hmm. cool again. I noticed. I'm I'm just thinking like, I haven't really been into vampires probably since the '90s. I just not found a franchise or anything really that attracted me with vampires at all. Like I didn't get into Twilight. Like sorry, not for me. But this is cool. Alucard is a fucking badass character, and I love these kind of vampires. I think that Dracula is sick. I don't know. I want more of it, man. These vampires don't sparkle. They don't sparkle in the sunlight (laughs) like Twilight vampires. Let's be honest. It's the fucking interview with the vampire was the last cool vampire thing. I agree. Which we will be talking about soon. Yeah, teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. So good news is that there's going to be another Castlevania series, um, which will focus on Richter Belmont, and that's in the works right now. Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh. I was guessing that Trevor and Cypher are going to hook up, and out will pop Simon Belmont at some point in the future. Uh, so I think I was looking. So it's funny. I was. I was. I believe looking that's at, how the timeline looking goes. Looking at the uh, Belmont family tree earlier. Because there's a lot of Belmonts. Oh. There's a lot of Belmonts. Um, really digging in there. I was going to say, yeah. yeah this, this show has definitely ever. got me into the Castlevania lore. Yeah, we got, yeah, Leon was the first Belmont. And then Trevor. Um, I mean, there's kind of some descendants in between there, but they're kind, they're unknown. Um, and then the next Belmont is Christopher after Trevor. Then Simon. Then Juste Belmont. And then comes Richter. Um, so Richter's a couple hmm. generations down. I do. Richter has been in a couple games too. I can't. I don't remember which ones are which at this point. But it's based on this, Simon was always the Simon was Castlevania one. Yeah. Yep. So that's that was always the basis for me. Is Simon was the foundation. Based on uh, the timeline, I'm looking at Richter's timeline and like Symphony of the Night era is like over 300 years after the events of this show, which is pretty oh cool. shit. Okay. No. Oh. So that takes place in like uh, late 1700s. Um, so it's pretty cool. I think you guys should get into the 360 Lords of Shadow. I that, that have all of them. Xbox is really cool about giving awesome games for with the gold. And I got all those on my Xbox. I was looking at playing them, but I had to finish the show and I'm trying to do the Uncharted games. But yeah, dude, this this is it's weird how this works. Like this is how you do it, right? You have this fucking franchise that started in the 80s and you make a really good TV show. It happens to be anime style or whatever. But and here we are kind of like, I want to go back and play the old games. I want to play the 360 games. I want to I want more. I want more. You know, so kudos to whoever made this happen. That is how you do it. This is exactly how you do it. I think I think this is great. So cool. Castlevania is the fucking Netflix anime. Come on. That's so cool. How random. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy this. Like you said, this has got me like way into uh, Castlevania. Like I said, I haven't played any of the Castlevania games, so I'm excited to uh, start digging into some of them. Um, well, so, so let me give you a word from my decades of experience. The dagger is the shit weapon. You never want the fucking dagger. It's garbage. You always want the boomerang. I'll remember that. 
The boomerang. I was hoping that the boomerang would come out. Maybe it will in the future, but mm-hmm. the boom. Let's be honest. The boomerang's the best. Then the morning star. That's all I have to say. I think I've done. Well, it's like a, it's your special weapon. It goes with your. It goes with the holy water or the daggers or the axes or the boomerang. Those are like the the main four from the first movie or the first couple games. So. Okay. Daggers uh, at the bottom of that tier list. Are there? Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Other than how awesome the show was, is there anything else you guys want to cover? I feel like we talked about. That's a lot of Castlevania. I uh, I'm glad you yeah. guys are getting in here. Yep, it got me, got me in a Castlevania mood now. Uh, me, but yeah, James. great show. I, I'm definitely gonna watch, even if we don't do it for this show. I'm definitely gonna watch season three and four. I think we um, have to because I'll... I want to do that, and it ends with a season four, right? It doesn't go on anymore after yep. that. Series yeah, is so, yeah, the series is so, done. Oh, four so we'll recap it. I yeah, so we got time, but like we should recap it. Absolutely, and we also know that these guys did Blood of Zeus, which is an anime yes. styled series on netflix about greek mythology <laughs> love so, it yeah i didn't know into that man. also looks really good. really good yeah yeah but that's fine to be awesome hopefully uh all right so yeah let's take a break and then let's get into 20 questions and dave you're gonna be doing this one right i i all right then. see if you guys can <laughs> all right you can handle what i'm let's doing do okay all right let's take a break We have returned from our break, and we have returned with a game. Dave is going to be hosting this one. We're going to be doing 20 questions. What's the theme? We, Eric and I have been doing movies. Are you doing a movie? I decided to keep it. We, I kept it with a movie. Sweet. Okay. I didn't okay. want to. Cool, cool. I didn't want to change stuff up too much. Maybe next time we do 20 questions, we do games. But yeah, we figured to uh, keep everything fair. Uh, we'll All right. Hey, and real movie. quick. I, I, I'm because you guys know I'm active on Clubhouse, but I'm uh, I created a club for the Nomads of Fantasy and I'm looking to probably host some live 20 questions on video games, movies and TV shows on that app. So just throwing that out there. So if you are listening actively, that is going to happen. So that'll drop. So just uh, if you want, you can reach us. We've told you how to do that. Uh, Otherwise, if you follow me that's going to happen. It's really fun. But yeah, sorry, Dave. I just want to plug that real quick, but go ahead, oh, man. That's Let's, good. Uh, only, the only rule is, too, uh, we just can't guess the movie. As soon as we guess the movie, the game's over. Other than that, we can do anything we mm-hmm. want, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like, can you just say yes or no? Okay, that's the rules. Yeah, you guys, ball is in your court. I have uh, I have wiki pages and Balling I have out. pages pulled up. Yeah, and you guys are... Uh, all right, I'll the start with my oyster. Start with my. Um, I think I asked this last time. Oh, too. I got to. I got to keep track over here too. Was okay. this, yeah, keep track, David. Yep. Was this movie released after the year two thousand? No. Okay. All right. Older movie. I like it. Let's just narrow down. The, uh, was this? Yeah, yeah. Narrow yeah, down the years. Well. All right, let's. Uh, you want to do like 90? Yeah, let's do 90. Get the decade figured out? Okay. Was this did, did this movie come out before the year 1990? No. 
90s movie. So it's a 90s movie. Okay. Does this movie... Uh, hmm. Is this movie part of a franchise? Yes, it is part of a franchise. Is this... Okay, the way you say it... Yeah, is it like... Is it the first this... one or is it like... Yeah, I was going to say, it? is this movie the second... Or the first movie of the franchise? No. It is Ooh. not the first. That's three. That is four questions. Is this almost mo- a quarter of the way there? Is this movie? I don't know why, but go I was for thinking, it. Is, is this movie a comedy? Is this movie uh, a comedy? No, this is not a comedy. Ooh, the way he not says that it, it's not. It's like was it Schindler's List? <laughs> it's like the opposite. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that is, no, that is not a comedy. Was this movie directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, James Cameron, or oh. Ridley Scott? Oh, one of the your your fucking fan your fancy question, uh, yes, one of those three. Okay, oh, All right, dude, dude, that dude ain't Tarantino. Is it Steven Spielberg? Is it Steven Spielberg? Uh, that's your question. Yes. No, was... it's not Steven Spielberg. Okay. All right. Shit. Okay. A... Hold on a second. Okay. Whoa. whoa, whoa. Terminator James... Two. I'm thinking. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it's Schwarzenegger in this. Um, oh, we're already jumping the gun. We're jumping Spielberg the gun. Cameron, Spielberg, yeah. Cameron, or what was the other one they said? It's Ridley Scott. It's got to be Cameron. Scott. Well, it's, it's Cameron be because Cameron. he didn't know it was Ridley Scott. And if it's all right, so yeah, it's a Cameron movie. Uh, no, I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing down all your questions. That's all. Uh huh. It's Terminator too. Uh, let me see here. Is uh. Does this movie have? Was this movie known for having good CG for the time? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to. We don't want to get too caught up because if we're wrong. No, we're I don't. I know. I don't want to blow the load. Well, it's not obviously. Is there any other? I mean, it's it's got to be Cameron. There's no way it's Ridley Scott. I can't even think of anything. Ridley well, Scott got, did like, in the Gladiator, 90s. but that might have been two thousand. Um, yeah. Um. So it's okay. So for, I mean, everything points to Terminator Two at this point because like franchise, it's not. It's a franchise. It's not the first movie in the franchise. It's not Titanic Two. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not Titanic Two. No, I mean, it could be Titanic Two. Uh, um. Uh. So what? How many questions are we at? Uh. You have asked eight. You got a you got a good Let's chunk just, to work with. All right, with. all right, all right. Is Arnold just, Schwarzenegger in this movie? Should we just say <laughs> yeah, just say is is Arnold in this movie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eric. Should uh, we, is Linda should Hamilton we, should in this movie? Should we confirm? Movie? Wait. Uh, hold on. Let me just let me just Wait. double check that. Let me double check that. Uh, yes. Oh my is god. Is the T one thousand in this movie? <laughs> Um, I'd have to look that one up. Um, let's see. Um, is that a real is that a real question? You're really asking that? Yeah, I gotta confirm it's Terminator Two. Hold on. Well, Dave, Hold does on. the main does uh, does yes the T one thousand is in this movie? I was gonna say does does Arnold Schwarzenegger at any point say come with come with me if you want to live? <laughs> Should we just use the rest of our questions? <laughs> With questions. Oh, we want a second record here. We should just stop now and just be like, yo, it's Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And just take the take the win. What do you think? Is this Terminator 2, Judgment Day? 
Yes, you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I made it what, too what? easy. You guys. It's because it's because of that question that I asked. <laughs> I got that was well, a good question. Like you big... hit it on the head, dude. It's well, really you had hard. The, to you get had the decade down. Group stuff up. Well, also, while well, I wanted to make it a little easier because the what the James Bond one I thought was pretty difficult, and then oh yeah, you heard about that. Yeah. Eric's one. Single I mean, route. I guess. Uh, what, what was it? Inglorious, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Inglorious Bastards. Okay, that one's yep, not like right. the the most popular movie, but that one's a fairly decent one. But I wanted to make sure it was something that you both had seen. I was going to pull something like Fight Club or Inception or something like that, but I wasn't sure if you guys had both seen that. So I, I guess like I we've put... talked about T two a lot on this. Podcast. We we have too. I wanted to make sure that was in there too, or like The Matrix or shit like that. That that was only seven minutes. That was really quick. If you want to do another one, I have. I was a gonna movie say we could do another one. Let's crank out another All one. Right. All right, let's do another one for funsies. I already, I've already got it. So you two work together. Go ahead, go ahead, real quick. We can do this. Ooh. Okay. Oh, you've already got it. I already got it. I got a good one. Yep. Go. He has one in mind. Okay. Is this movie released after two thousand? Was it released before or after? I'm sorry. F after. Uh no. Ooh, no. Uh, okay. Was it released before 1990? Was it released before 1990? No. 90s movie again. Another one. questions. Yeah. <laughs> was this movie produced by Steven Spielberg, James Cranon, or Ridley Scott? No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, uh, I know you're probably you're probably setting us up because you know what we're gonna ask. Is this movie part of a franchise? That's just a good question. Honestly, I don't think so. Um, they might have made it's a '90s movie. They may have made a direct to video sequel. Um, Ooh, that's that seems like a big I, hint. Yeah, I don't know, but I would just consider this as a, a one-off. Like we all think of it as a one-off. So yeah. Is this is is this an is this made was this movie made by Disney, um, or produced by Disney? One, I guess we could right. say that. Yeah. Uh. No. Uh, oh wait. Oh, hold on a second. All right. I want to be very careful how I answer this question because. Do you want me to rephrase this? No. Question? No. 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 Okay. I don't. I don't think at the time, because you know Disney's. A big, they're big. I was just gonna change my question to: Does Disney own this property now? I think so. Yes, now they do. Yes, that's. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that's like what four questions? Okay, go ahead. That's five. Now. Oh, that's five. Thank you. Okay, cool. Oh, thanks, Dave. You're honest. I'm. I'm. I'm keeping track over here. Honest, All Dave. Right. That's so what we always call. Owned by Disney. Disney. Owned by Disney. That movie. narrows it down so much. Owned by Disney. <laughs> yeah. They only own everything. Everything. Especially if it's good, they just like, oh, buy that. Um, is this movie animated? Uh, yeah, I was thinking that. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Let's talk about what animation means. What, what does animation mean to you, obviously? Hand-drawn. <laughs> what? Any kind of, of rabbit 3D or, is, or uh, 2D or 
has like animation Ooh, who with framed there's his there, there's like Ooh, there's gonna yeah, be gray that's... areas when you think about it because i i said i did this with my way well, that's what i was thinking about when i asked it so i'm gonna answer okay. that question dave this is what question wait, six. wait wait if we say can we change it can we change it to are there animated like elements of this movie you know well because that could fall into like cg animation too let me mm. answer dave's question answer question six is okay. is it animated right. and i'm gonna say yes this film is animated this 90s film is animated all right okay hold um hmm um, i had something but i don't think it's i don't think it's that I was thinking like anime. I was thinking like Animatrix since we were just talking about it, but it's not. I don't think that's, that's not owned by Disney, yeah. and that's two thousand. Oh, yeah. You know, how Disney owns Matrix. <laughs> That'd be wild if they did. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, ooh, so it is animated, and property is owned by Disney today. There was some. There was some waffling on the animation part, though. Which, if it was like a, mm. if it was like a Toy Story or something like that. Well, I'm just stressing the importance uh, of what you mean when you say anime. Don't just throw it away and be like, well, there's there's Inglorious Bastards and there's Little Mermaid. Like, one's a camera, one's hand-drawn. Like, yeah, but there's other ways that people have animated on top of storytelling in film. So just, I don't know how else to talk about it. Is this it. a rotoscope movie? <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying. It's, it's not. I'm just saying that, like, think about, just be open-minded I mean, and creative with the way you think about my it. My brain thinks... My brain thinks who framed Roger Rabbit, but Brandon said the said name the name. Of the Why movie? would I say the name so of the, of the would, answer? Exactly. I don't think he would say or the would name. I? Or maybe he's because I knew trick us. because I knew you would call me out on mm. it. So if I said it, they wouldn't think it. Or maybe I knew that and, and then you knew that, so I said it. <laughs> Trying to play mind games. Got to get into the meta game here. All right. What, what do we want? Like eight uh, questions there. What are we up to? Okay. Dave's keeping right, track. I think, here. but I think it's eight questions. I don't know. I think we're on we're on question seven. To, seven. Okay, seven. I want to go. F- I want to go for yeah, a right. genre. Um, is this a comedy? Yeah. Would you classify this movie as a comedy? Or is there comedic elements? Ah, yeah, that's, that's too yeah. wishy washy. It's not a bummer of a film, dude. It's yeah. It's it's aimed at being humorous. Yep. Okay. That was question seven. Question okay. eight. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Which we, is right. With Dave's game, we figured it out. <laughs> I'm gonna stump you fools. You're not gonna get this. I was being. I was being a nice guy. You were being nice. That was too generous. <laughs> we also got lucky. We got. Lucky. Yeah. You hit it. You hit it early. Um. Let's see. Not a franchise. Disney owns it. Hmm. Animated, yes. Comedy, yes. Was this movie, uh, I guess, well received when it released? Yes. Okay. I was gonna say we don't normally pick bad movies, yeah, but I, I like to throw that sure. one out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Super Mario Brothers the movie. <laughs> Ew, that one had no animation. Hmm. Well, there goes my guess. Oh, I thought the dinosaur scenes was animated in the beginning of the movie. If you if you go back and watch, it's got a oh, cool animation. Actually. It but it's be. not that movie. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Wait. Hold. Hold on. Now you got me thinking. Is hmm. this movie based off of a video game? No, it is not. Is this 
movie. No, just kidding. That, yeah, I was going to say knock out Mortal Kombat, knock out is all this those movie, ones. I think it's Warner Brothers. Is this movie, going off of that question, is this movie adapted from another uh, form of media, I, I guess? Um, Are you saying like books or comic books, basically? basically yeah, anything like adapted from a video game tv show movie or book i'm double checking on the book part uh definitely not a video game and i'm looking at the yeah i don't see it being based off of anything i think it's created for film that's good to know what was that dave question eight or nine nine that was question nine that was that was question 10 that was question 10 oh man appreciate you helping me out we're on 11 now yeah. yeah, sorry, I'm just fact-checking, so I'm losing I'm losing track and answering questions, so thank you. All right, uh, question 10. Yeah, guys, come on, here we go, nope. second half. Now right. we're on question 11. Question 11, sorry. We got 10 left. Hey! <laughs> I had two beers during this, so I don't know, and it's late. <laughs> Maybe something weird like the Rocketeer or something, some bullshit yeah. like that. The uh, animation one's throwing me off. Yeah, it's an animated film, guys, in the okay, 90s. Well, Disney Disney owns it. You weren't a hundred percent sure about the animation thing. No, it's an animated film. I just want you to make sure that you understand what animation means. Just just don't think of it as simply as people drawing and moving. Like well, when you say that, it makes me think it's like a combination of like live action and animation. Throw throw me off. Is this a Pixar movie? No, it's not a Pixar movie. But that's a good guess. He would have known that was owned by. Owned by Disney or produced by Disney. Well, owned by him now, yes. But um, hmm. let's see. I'll just I just kind of want to get out of the way. Is this does this movie use three D computer animation? Oh, that, I should ask that instead. <laughs> oh, how do you? Animation. See, how do you? This is confusing me. How do you not know off the top of your head? Made by computers. Yeah, but have you ever watched? Yeah, but I mean, like, you could watch like a movie, and then they'll they'll draw on it. Like, hold on, we just. Oh my god. (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna say that no, there's no. 3D. I'm trying okay. to think. I'm trying to think. It's a spectacular movie. It's it's an animated movie, so that you what can do anything I'm, you want. So I'm just, but I don't think there's. I was going to say what it. I'm gleaning from this is that it's not a traditionally animated movie. It's not. It's not straight 3D animation. It's not straight hand drawn 2D animation. So there's something fun, something funky going. Yeah, on I was thinking here. something like some weird like sin city i mean sin city's in the 2000s but something like that where it's not like rotoscoped but it's right. not right oh i get what you're you know, saying dave where they keep like, in... my brain keeps thinking yeah. who framed roger Rabbit. i don't i mean i don't want to throw you guys like, off and go down the wrong path by thinking like that weird i'm just saying just like keep your mind open to what animation means but it was is it like that weird movie that you sent in the discord with keanu reeves where he's like oh that's a good you know no, yeah, that's two two thousand. Yeah. That a one, scanner yeah. darkly, like something that's like 2000s. that, is what I'm thinking of. You know, <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like I got you guys thinking about something that's. You got me so confused. Yeah, so it's a comedy '90s. 
Um, you guys have definitely seen this. Um, animated film. Definitely seen this. Okay. Yeah, Disney owns it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's comedic. Um, I don't think it's like now I'm thinking like laugh out loud like hot you know, but it's a. I'll tell you, it's a family movie. It's like oh. that's the quality of comedy. I got an idea. Uh, can I waste a guess here? I don't know if this is a waste. Well, but... don't guess the movie. Yeah. I... No, 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 no. Okay. I'm more okay. leaning towards the animation okay, side okay. of it. Uh, I was gonna ask about stop animation. Oh, like stop motion. Hmm. I was gonna say either that or the director could go for because it yeah, could be either one. Yeah. Director maybe. Ask away. Is this? Is this a Tim Burton film? Ooh. Yeah, this is a Tim Burton film. Oh, I think you nailed it. Yep. I think you nailed it, uh, Dave. D- I think Dave Dave got in there. Hmm. I wasn't is even this... thinking that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think yep. Uh I'm trying to I'm trying to whittle is this, down. This um Halloween themed. Uh I would say this movie is kind of Halloween themed. Okay, Halloween and Christmas. Yeah, okay, I got, I get where you're, I pick up what you're putting down. Yeah, see, <laughs> the animation what do you part. Do, what no, are you doing? We, we whittled it. On what are you that. talking right, about, Dave? <laughs> Dave, you can just do the honors. I think we know what it is. Is it? Uh, are we? Do we want to? We? Got, I mean, we still got four more questions left. If you wanna. I mean, if you wanna ask who the main character is, you could go for it. Yeah. Is there is there a character named Jack Skellington in this movie? Yes. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Oh, come on. Is this Tell movie me... called A Nightmare Before Christmas? It's called The Nightmare Before Christmas, but yes. The yeah, Nightmare. you guys got it. Yeah. Yep. We go. Well done. Nice. Dave, good job. That was a good that was a good pick. It was a good one. I, I, like I did that. that one with Sarah and she got there as well, but it was it was a tricky one. Uh she asked a different set of questions, so I'm sorry I was kinda like fact checking. Um Okay, but, I would have but, said Yes to the animation question, like flat out no question. Of course, it's animated. It's a, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's stop motion animation. There's there's no humans in it. There's no live action video anywhere in it. Well, actually, it is live action technically because well, it's, it's really stop, just it's stop motion <laughs> animation. Mini stop motion. It's stop motion. You're just taking a series of real photos and manipulating them to move them into making it look like a movie. So technically, they physically exist. There is a box that somewhere threw me in, off. in some <laughs> studio that has the headset of Jack Skeleton to this day. They exist. So, are there humans on camera? Uh, no, that maybe that should be our like, question. But you know how, like, but like, Eric, you know how action. you're talking, like. About like what else is like is there hand drawn in there? I'm like I remember the floating dog, the dead like Jack Skeleton's Ooh, dog, Blinky or the right. like. There's some I can remember, but like there's some kind of animation around him. Yep. So I don't know if it was CG or if it was like yeah, hand-drawn. that's true. So I, that's where I was weird because like you guys could get to a point where like you're trying to narrow down the question, and I could have fucked up answering questions in the past. That's why I was stressing my like I just want you guys to make sure I'm trying really hard to understand how to say this without getting my ass like bit later, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, you guys pulled it off the three. Yeah. The 3d animation question is weird. Cause it, it, yeah, that would, that's definitely a no. Um, yeah, but it's but, in the early, early nineties. So you yep. don't know when they were messing around with that stuff, but 
But yeah, you got it. Anyways, you guys got it. The Tim Burton question. That's what got it. That was a good one. Nailed it. Yep. Well done. And we've been watching that actually for the last couple weeks. So beginning of September, Halloween starts in my house. So yeah. Nice. Good game. That was a little little more difficult. It was a little difficult. Yeah. Uh, Well, we got two in there. So it was a long episode again. But um, yeah, we did it. Castlevania is awesome. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is a great movie. We have some movies coming forward. I think Dave wants us to watch uh, Interview with the Vampire. So if you're listening to the show as this the episodes are coming out, then join us in getting ready. Watch it now and ask questions before we record, but we'll be doing it in October. So, yeah, that's anything else. We got a, yeah, we got a fair amount of... Halloween stuff coming up. I'm gonna actually start trying to play Resident Evil Seven. I'm gonna that's coming up. Pull oh, the pull shit. the trigger that's, that's on the weekend. calendar. Oh man, I was say. just thinking about playing that game the other day, and it made me nervous. I just started like getting like uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we gotta start playing that one. Uh, yeah. We'll do do an episode on that Pro- next month, right? That's on the schedule for October. Yeah, that's for next. It's gonna take me a little bit to get through that. So. Yep, just play it. Play it in short chunks. It's only a seven-hour game. Um, so if you play in like, that's yeah, it. it's it's short. Is it um, really just that short? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! If we already played like an hour of it, I should just keep playing. Yep. Oh, it's, that makes me feel so much better. I can suffer for six hours. I can't like do like 18, 24 hours of. It can that. feel long if you're like you know either constantly dying or too afraid to move, but it's it's a short. It's a short uh, game. Okay. All right, any final words there, David? Uh, no, no. Go play. Everybody should play some Castlevania games. Go play Lords of Shadow. It's an underrated 360 game. Good 3D character action. Some good voice acting. That's all I got. Beautiful w- words of wisdom. Thank you, David. Then mm-hmm. let's get let's get out of here. It was a long episode, but it was a blast doing getting into some Castlevania. I did not know that was an, a franchise I would be getting interested in, but I am definitely into it so kudos to the team that made it all right i'm out of here let's roll see ya later boys